2: And here it is, a Tuesday of Vikings week. It is officially underway since both opponents for this week's game, both the Cowboys and the Vikings, have all of their games played leading up to this game. After Monday night football last night, and Cowboys, we now know, facing a red-hot Minnesota Viking team that has won three straight games, including 19-13 over the Chicago Bears last night, Bill Jones. With Everson Walls and Mickey Spagnola inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios at Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. Mickey, before you say anything, Everson, what are you
3: wearing? A G, <laughs> that can't be a Green Bay Packers sweatshirt. It is not Green Bay. It is not. Uh, who did I say? It is not even Garland High School. <laughs> Which, you know, I, I've, I've sat here at Spagnola for, God, weeks, and I hear Bill Jones tell all these high school stories about all these underachieving quarterbacks. Give me a story about a Garland High School quarterback, William Jones. I Come on, man. A, I don't know that I can give you a Garland unless Bobby Boyd plays. First of I all, back in Bobby day. Boyd, Bobby Boyd and my uncle, his name was Joe Boyd Walls. Yeah. They're both in the Garland Hall of Fame right now. And if you let the story go, as legends told, my uncle beat Bobby Boyd so bad in the 100-yard dash that he turned around and started running backwards at the end <laughs> when he crossed the finish line. Now, yeah. as I continue with this. I gave you all kind of hints. 1977. Who was the quarterback for Garland High
2: School? Well, I know who the star basketball player was for Garland High School in 1977.
3: That would be one Ricky Pierce, who went on there. You go. Good job. Good job. But you digress. You're digressing. Don't get. (laughs) You're digressing. Garland. (laughs) What did her? do? I can't believe it. I'm sitting right here, and you don't know. Herky Herky Walls, Hercules Walls. Hercules <laughs> Walls. My second cousin. <laughs> one of the best high school quarterbacks that Garland has ever had. He had a fullback by the name of Philip Walls, who was his brother. And they went through, I believe they made it through to the regionals with a veer quarterback. No more than five feet, seven inches tall. He was one of the fastest guys to come out of Garland in history. He was almost he was this close to making the Oh, look at that. My man, Chris, got it all, baby. He was this close. He was this close to making it to the Olympic uh, to the Olympics uh, in the 200 meter dash. He was passed up. At the, at the finish line with less than 10 yards to go. Carl Lewis, Leroy Burrell, and some other blur passed him up right before he finished the finish line. I'm so proud of my cousin, Herky Walls, who, by the way, right now is a pastor in really? Orlando, Florida. Doing very well. Check him out on Facebook every once in a while. So, all right, I'll have to check him out. Turkey Wall. See, I can't believe I you don't know playing that bill. With you. I knew the next exactly time you come you up with going. some white dude that played quarterback in Texas, <laughs> and you, <laughs> you know, somebody Bobby that Boyd, I don't know, Bobby
2: Boyd is one of the greatest <laughs> ever come out of Garland. Played at University of Oklahoma and
3: in the NFL, of course. Did he That's not? what they say in the suburbs, but in the hood, <laughs> in the hood. <laughs> 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 Everybody knows Joe Boy Walls and he was way better than Bobby Boyd. No, I won't say way better. No, both of hey, them ever, were. Ever since, you think we
2: can make it through an entire mix shots without Mickey saying a word? <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm hey. going there. I'm going there. Oh, yeah, Shut I'm, up, Mickey. I'm going a, there. We're gonna filibu- get there. Okay,
3: so, so what's the G for then? If it's we, not for and Mickey Walls. We got we got we got 10 minutes to go in this segment. I think I can filibuster. <laughs> <laughs> and keeps bags out of the entire I think segment. I've had about enough of this. <laughs> Who, uh, okay, so then who's the greatest quarterback in grambling school history? Oh, come on. Come on. Doug Williams, baby. I was there. Doug Williams, I was there. I got toasted many times in practice, so that's a testament to his greatness. All right, there you go. So we've established it is grambling. It's not... It is grambling.
2: Thank it you is, very much, sir. It could and that's grambling Garland, state
3: though. now. Not That's grambling right. college for all those old heads that keep thinking <laughs> Eddie Robinson's still alive. He's, he's gone, gone to glory. What, what a great man, Eddie Robinson was. <laughs> yes, sir. Was. Yes, right. sir, he was.
2: And I, could t- I could tell you a training camp story about Eddie Robinson, but I guess we eventually need Mickey to speak. Hello, Mickey. No, we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't.
1: <laughs> It'd be like the commercial and see how far we can go without mentioning the...
3: The insurance star Uh, of the show. (laughs) 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 Okay, I'm I'm out of breath now. Okay, I'm good. I just wanted to know. (laughs) So, what do
1: you know, Mickey? Did Bobby Boyd dunk on you? Is that why you remember him?
2: Bobby Boyd is so much older than me.
3: (laughs) 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 Bobby Boyd goes back to the '50s, right? Yes, he does. Oh, okay. Heck heck of an athlete. Heck of an athlete for real. Yeah, that's right. All right, Mickey. Yes. What can you tell us? Boy, that was a humdigger
1: of a football game last night, wasn't it? <laughs> I wasn't sure either hey, team Vikings I, did what they had to do. Yeah, I didn't think either team wanted to win the game. <laughs> Goodness
2: gracious. So what do you think of the Cowboys what do you think of the Cowboys chances then against this Minnesota Viking
1: team that's won three straight games now? Well they've they've won three straight. Um They've beaten Green Bay, Detroit, and Chicago without a legitimate running back on the field, by the way. Uh, And, boy, Nick Foles, what's happened to him? Or is the Bears' offensive line that bad? That was terrible. They're that bad. They are that bad. Wow. You think the Cowboys have problems. I think most teams have problems with their offensive
3: lines. And yet they're still in the hunt? And it lets you know you got to win any way you can, Spags. No. I don't care what. That's why all three facets are important. You can go into a game thinking you got the best running game in, in Vikings history, but sometimes it just doesn't work out. And you have to find another way to win. That's where coaches come in, that's where teammates come in, that's where the other facets of the game come in. Been saying it all year long. We need all three. You can't just depend on one facet of the game. Well, maybe the Cowboys
1: can uh, kind of take the blueprint of what the Bears did to stop Delvin Cook, Uh, held him to 96 yards, and that's quite an accomplishment (laughs) (laughs) when you look at what he's (laughs) been doing. And even with those 96 yards and having not played as many games as Derrick Henry, uh, he still leads the league with 954 yards rushing uh, in, in the nine games uh or the eight games that uh, he's played. So um, mm-hmm. yeah. The key on that it was ninety six yards on thirty carries. Right, exactly. And around and, and three you know yards. what of they carry, did. Which they, is a two made, and a half yards a carry less than what he's averaged. They made sure their defensive yeah. front didn't let him get to the next level. They were stuffing him uh at the line of scrimmage. Um, next time somebody asked me who the Cowboys should trade for, I I think that Hicks guy's pretty darn good, huh? 96 playing in the middle of that defense. My gosh.
2: And they're missing, and Chicago's missing one of their top guys up front who opted out, Goldman, It right. uh, was a first-round pick a few years ago. And
1: so... Yeah, they were doing a, no- they were doing a number uh, up front to allow their linebackers to uh, engage. So uh, m- maybe the Cowboys, in- and we're going to find out, right, if the Cowboys improve play against the run these last couple games uh, can carry over into now having to face uh, the team uh, that's averaging uh, 153.6 yards a game rushing when the Cowboys give up uh, hundred, I, I believe the Cowboys had 157 a game they've been given up rushing but it's improved <laughs> these last two games so uh, the key to slowing down uh, the Vikings obviously uh, y- y- you better stop Delvin Cook and oh by the way don't go to sleep on Jefferson the wide receiver from LSU my goodness gracious he put on a performance um, he ended up Uh, with eight catches for 135 yards.
3: Pretty good dude there. I got to ask you, uh, Spags, I haven't really started my research on the Vikings. Uh, Is it their offensive line that is so good? Is that what allows Delvin Cook to be so successful? Because, as you say, every time I see him, he doesn't get touched. Until he's on the second level. Now uh, that's when Cook shows. What he can do. Because once he gets in the second level. Then he's already slicing and dicing. And the secondary can't handle him. But Because his the steam is already built up. Uh, who is the catalyst on that line? Is it uh, the uh, the coach? Is it the offensive line coach? Is it the system? What allows them to be so consistent. And persistent. Because. Jefferson had his plays, but you're talking about running somebody 30 times, like Bill said. That means that you are committed to what you do well, because we know Kirk Cousins is not who you're going to hang your hat on.
1: Yeah, and, and I, think the, I think their offensive line is pretty good, but the thing I noticed about the Bears uh, is everybody stayed uh, in their gap. Nobody start chasing the football. Everybody was manning their gap and moving with the flow, and not coming out to allow any cutbacks. The other thing with him, you got to be careful of, uh, and it's one of the things Mike McCarthy talked about yesterday was, you know, their their outside run game when they throw that pitch to him and let him get in space. Because if you leave space for him, you're going to be in trouble. And the other thing you better watch out for is when they throw the screen pass, or not even a screen pass, a little dump off to him. You get that guy in space, and man, he's scooting. Uh, so uh, I think Mike McCarthy said yesterday that he would like all his guys to watch the game. That was their uh, homework assignment, and if they watch that, they better buckle their chin straps down because even though he only gained 96 yards, it's the only third time this season he's, been, he's, he's run for less than uh, 100 yards. So he's been pretty consistent. I'll
2: tell you another something about uh, their offensive line. Uh, And, I, you know, a couple of years ago, of course, Tony Sperano was their offensive line coach, and rest his soul. uh, He passed away right before the season began a couple of years ago. And I think they were hurting a little bit after uh, not only, obviously, emotionally going into that season, but I also think that they missed him a lot as far as him, his coaching ability on that offensive line. And now – I think what they've done on their offensive line is evidence this past week. I mean, they they, they released Pat Elfline, uh, who came into the into his uh, career in 2017 with Sperano as his offensive line coach, and he was really, really strong to begin with. They just had, He came off injured reserve, and they just flat-waved him this week, and there are 10 teams that put in claims on him, but it's, that says a lot about what they have on their offensive line, uh, and I don't know what was going on. There may have been something going on behind the scenes with Elf I'm not sure uh, from an attitude standpoint, because there wasn't a spot for him to play on that offensive line because guys were playing so well, but they've invested in their offensive line, they've got a first-round draft pick at center and Garrett Bradbury, they signed Riley Reif in, uh, who was a former first-round pick of the Lions in free agency. Uh, in, in the last couple of years, they got Brian O'Neill at right tackle, who's a round pick, and they've got another second-round pick, uh, Ezra Cleveland, a rookie this year, playing at a guard position. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, that, and I think if you look across the league, you saw it with the Steelers a week ago. Uh, the Steelers don't have any injuries on their offensive line. And, uh, I mean, on their team, they don't have any injuries outside of their inside linebacker on defense. And the healthy teams, the healthy offensive lines, are the ones that are getting it done. And that's what's happening with the Vikings here the last few weeks. Uh, They've kind of figured things out in the run game. And uh, as you heard Mike McCarthy yesterday on his press conference, he talks about that outside zone blocking scheme that the Vikings have, and it's very similar to what Cleveland does. So the Cowboys defensively will have their work cut out for them uh, against the Vikings this week.
1: So you mean they don't have any undrafted rookie starting at right tackle and a (laughs) second-year undrafted tackle having been starting at left tackle?
3: Goodness gracious. That's exactly right. Yeah. Not to mention the center that pulled his hamstring <laughs> in warm ups.
1: <laughs> and you know what? And that might have I'm been. I'm pretty sure they didn't have. That might have been the third <laughs> biggest loss they had, other than the two starting tackles. Not having him back in there, I think, hurt against Pittsburgh. Uh, Biotis was playing pretty darn well. And uh, I, I, they can't get him back soon enough, by the way.
3: So how's how's Zeke doing? Because uh, I'm still looking forward to that thunder and lightning combo uh, for the game. I I enjoyed uh, how we played. I mean, even with the the center out, even with our uh, backups and and free agents and undrafted and all of this, I thought uh, we really exposed Pittsburgh in regards to how they play the run. I mean, you're talking about the best team in the league right now, and we're gashing them. You know, not just with the starter, but with the backup. We talk about everybody wants Pollard to get more time. But I looked at Zeke's numbers. They weren't that bad. I think his average was pretty good, especially considering that he came into the game uh, a little bit limp, uh, uh, limping, a little bit, and Pollard was able to take over. I think we're, I think as far as the rushing game is concerned, I think that might be the strength of, of this team, our rushing, our running game as opposed to our, our rush defense. Well, the other part of that
2: everson is is uh, the play callers got to got to use that run game. I I mean one of the reasons that Garrett Gilbert I think I mean, one of the reasons that he had success a week ago running that offense was there was more balance between the run game and the pass game, by necessity, because you've got a, a quarterback who doesn't have uh, much experience. But if Dalton's the guy going forward, I think that they need to have that same kind of approach with Dalton as a quarterback. Uh, I mean, I don't think you can expect Dalton, uh, without the practice time with this offense that Dak has had, not only this year in the offseason on his own, but also in past years with Amari Cooper the last couple of years and Michael Gallup as well, uh, I don't think you can expect Dalton to run the same offense that Dak was running, obviously. And so I think you need to take advantage uh, of the fact that, um, that you've got a couple of good running backs. Uh, and, and also, I, I think you see also with offensive lines, even with veteran offensive lines, a lot of times it takes a month into the season before they start clicking. Well, now... Whoever you have up front, at least you've had them for a little bit now. Where especially in the run game, things can can work out a little bit more. But Mickey, that's a great point about Biotis. Uh I mean, we love we all love Joe Looney, but Biotish really showed what he can do in the in the month or so that he was starting, and um, and I think he's got a very bright future. Uh, but and Looney in his career outside of the one year where he filled in for Frederick in the in the first month. He plays a a tremendous role on this team as a spot starter and a a great team guy uh, and a great guy to have on your team. uh, But... Uh, you want to go with, and especially the last half of this year, you want Beattis to get as many reps as he can.
1: Yeah, and uh, it also helps the running game when you get off to a 19 to nine lead, right? And you don't have to throw the ball <laughs> like uh, 13 Dalton to did. nothing
2: to start the game. That's yeah, right,
1: and, and, yep. and you don't have to throw the ball 54 times that Dalton threw against Arizona. Yeah, that that wasn't in, in in the game plan. Uh, and and I know we got to hit well, what, the, what? we got to hit the break here, but this one last thing. And I got asked this question, and I was wondering, you know, and it's always a stat thing. Some stat person comes up with this stuff that de- that Zeke's not really good uh, for yards after his first hit. And I'm going, what are you talking about? Most of his yards have come after first contact because he's plowing <laughs> ahead, right? I, it, even in the Pittsburgh game, there was a lot of runs that should have been zero and one yard. It turned into three, four, yes. five yards, right? Yes. That's kind of his game. And I can't believe somebody came up with a stat that he wasn't very good after first contact. And it's like, okay, I want to see the his first His first
3: contact that. is usually, it, it's usually in the backfield. His yeah. first contact is usually in the offensive backfield Which, right after he gets the ball. Which,
2: by the way, is why, I believe, why McCarthy didn't go for it on fourth and inches against the Steelers. If you looked at his three previous carries prior to that eight-yard run that got him in position to have the fourth and inches, uh, he got a grand total, I think, of one yard on three carries. Yeah. So he was stymied in uh, in the backfield on, on those and, and did all he could to get back to the line of scrimmage. All right. We're just getting started. Uh, Mickey, you got a lot uh, from Jerry Jones. Yes. There's a radio show this morning. On the fan, we'll get to that when we continue on Mixed Shots in just a moment.
1: Hey there, Cowboys fans. With tight cleaners at-home pickup and delivery...
0: So when I look
1: back at what we've
0: won two football games and...
2: All right, we're going to continue here with mix Shots as soon as I find the read, <laughs> which I have now
1: found. I got it if you we need it. We got
2: involved in conversation there. All right, you know, Mickey, are you looking for something to change up your dinner routine? Uh, well, yes. You, too, can help support local Frisco businesses by choosing oh, one of over God. 30 restaurants at the Star District for information on delivery, takeout, Curbside pickup and a uh, dine in or drive in availability, visit thestardistrict.com.
1: <laughs> drive in, huh? How'd you like that read? Yeah, that was good. Well, drive so, in, so, dine so, in. Hey, well, you drive so much. In.
3: So much for a you're peaceful p- transition. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you're not you're not gonna walk there. Well, you could walk there from
2: the SWBC yes, Mortgage Studios. Absolutely. You very walk close in. to there. Walk All Jerry Jones was on the fan, oddly enough, on a Tuesday morning. How about that? Oh, yeah, he's on the fan every Tuesday morning.
1: <laughs> so, Bill, we got kind of confirmation of what Mike McCarthy pointed out uh, at his conference call yesterday that Andy Dalton was indeed cleared uh, to practice. Um, so he was, he was good to go and looks good probably going forward. Uh, Mike liked the way he practiced. Uh Chittabeowuzie was also in practice. And Mike's when asked if do you think he'll be able to start? And he said, Well, I hope so. Uh so uh that was good news. Uh Tyrone Crawford did not uh practice. He was still in the uh, COVID nineteen protocol. Uh so we'll see uh, what happens with him. My understanding is it was a contact uh, Deal, so it wasn't like he tested positive. So maybe in another day or two, when they get back to practice on Wednesday, uh, he would be able to go. So that's uh, so he would probably he would be. Need three negatives before spread out
2: over yeah, a five-day period or so, yeah, five or six that's days? that's probably
1: the way it way it works.
2: So, and that, I think that came down on Wednesday. Uh,
1: Wednesday of last, last week, I think, week. may have been. Wednesday yes. or Thursday. And, and, and so we so found you out get Thursday. To, right. So Thursday, Friday. You know, right. they've been testing all along, and as Mike pointed out, uh, because they did not practice uh, on in the scheduled practice on Wednesday. They just moved that to yesterday. So they did yesterday what they would have done that one practice during the uh, bye week. So uh, that was uh, somewhat good news. And I thought, you know, since we were talking about the Cowboys and you know where they're at, two and seven going into these last games, um, he had a he had an interesting comment uh, when he was asked. Uh, why do you think you know you are where you're at? Why do you think the cowboys are are two and seven? And I think Chris has a, a sound bite from him I thought was pretty good from Jerry Jones.
0: So when I look back at why we won two football games and uh, a close on, certainly one of them, uh, I think we've got it down. I think we uh, were short on our, uh, how we approached and how we got on the field uh, defensively uh, and uh, offensively. Uh, We, uh, uh, not because of what we were trying to do so much offensively, we just, those early mistakes, those turnovers, those fumbles, those things like that, that uh, even when we had Dak, even when we uh, were really, uh, uh, we were absent at all times, for the most part, having our our tackles. Uh, But still, we were moving the ball and looked pretty good to move the ball, but we turned that ball over.
1: And, you know, the other thing that he, he went on to point out, uh, he talked about one of the things they tried to do in the offseason was shore up that defensive front, uh, shore it up with guys in the middle. And, and he, he kind of pointed out that it, it was unfortunate uh, that they had made these plans on how they were going to run their defense, changing it up. And then the players that they were going to change up with either got hurt or didn't perform to the level they thought and it was it was it was like a it was like a combustible thing that these guys didn't point didn't pan out, and you know he's talking, uh, you know Don Terry Poe. He's probably talking, uh, Everson Griffin, and and then Gerald McCoy gets hurt, so they never got a chance to see that. And now you're in this transition from how you were playing defensive technique to what you want them to do now, and and it, it and it just didn't work. And it, it was good to hear him. Uh, kind of point that out that uh, you know of all years to try to change up what you were doing defensively, this wasn't the year because he compared it to the offense. Right, they kind of kept the offense the same uh, with Dak in there, Kellen Moore, Colin plays. They didn't make radical changes, but defensively they were, and they just didn't adapt very, uh, very well. Now we'll f- we'll see if these last two games that they played are any indication of improvement they've made, uh, but uh, and, and this will be a pretty good test with the running game that Minnesota has, uh, and, and they can throw the ball a little bit with Kirk Cousins. You know, that was only the second time all year that uh, the Vikings scored less than 23 points in a game. They were averaging 26 points a game uh, at this point, so they've been putting points up. Uh, that 19-13 to 13 game wasn't indicative of what they've been doing offensively.
3: That's very true. That's very true, Spags, because as you look at the game last night, you know, you can only run the ball 30 times and and not gain 100 yards from your star running back and still win unless your defense came to play. And they came to play because let's just be real. It's all about cause and effect. Chicago's offense just isn't that good. They haven't been that good all year long. So it was a perfect storm for them and the fact that they were able to win their third game because they took advantage of the circumstances around them. And that's what the Cowboys have to do. You have to realize where your opportunities are going to come from. You have to realize what's coming your way. We know that this running game, they might run it even more than 30 times this time around because they're going to be stubborn In their game plan because they know it's successful. So if you're going to be stubborn in your game plan, you got to stay the course and you can't make mistakes to put that game plan in jeopardy. Uh, Minnesota was able to do that last night because they didn't put their game plan in jeopardy. Their defense allowed them to stay the course with that running game. They're not going to try and win a game with Kirk Cousins. Unless the Cowboys secondary comes in here and just falls flat on their faces and allows them to. Otherwise, I want to see that continued trend uh, in in regards to how well our defense is playing. You
2: know, the other thing that they do on offense, and it just jumps off the charts at you when you look at their stats, is their yards per attempt in the passing game. Uh, Kirk Cousins is averaging 8.8 yards per attempt, and that's number one in the league uh, as a team, they're they're number one in the league in yards per attempt. And then you look at the guy that you mentioned, Mickey, earlier, the rookie out of LSU, Justin Jefferson, is averaging 18 yards a reception. And uh, so they, they've got they they run run run, and then they've got the big play ability. And uh, so uh, so the secondary is going to be tested.
1: Yeah, and the key thing last night for the Bears was they stopped the run without having to. Uh, by, by still playing their two safeties deep. They, they didn't bring up another safety to help out against the run. Uh, so that's something that yeah, we'll see if the Cowboys are capable uh, of doing that. Because if you noticed, Minnesota uses a fullback, right? So do do you do you, do you yeah, go and you go and play some base defense? Is, is you know Sean Lee ready to be the third linebacker, and you play a four-three, a true four-three, instead of trying to stop everybody that either playing two tight ends or they play a, a a fullback, and you're still in your nickel defense with some skinny DB up there close to the line of scrimmage. Nothing against skinny DBs. Hey, that's bro.
3: okay, man. I love skinny DBs, man. I don't, I don't love them. I don't love them for taking on fullbacks, but yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, so this is going to be a lot like the Cleveland game in regards to uh, uh, the chess match that's going to be played.
1: Exactly. You
3: know, because as far as personnel is concerned, we're going to have to be able to stop them with three linebackers in the game. Can we do that? Have we shown to be able to do that? Uh, that's where Kirk Cousins has the advantage. Uh, he takes advantage of personnel. We're going to force you to play the run, and then, as Bill said, we're coming with the play action, and we're going to go deep for it because you don't have your nickel out there, but we've got these nifty wide receivers out there. And, boy, don't let me get on this. Uh, I think his name first name is Kyle. Is it Kyle Rudolph? Yes. Yes. Is he playing? Is he going to play this week?
1: He played yep. last night. So unless he played last athlete. night,
3: I didn't see it. One of the, yep. Yeah, well, hey, I'm hoping something happens. <laughs> because <laughs> this guy, he is one of the more athletic tight ends I've ever seen. He makes a habit of making one-handed touchdowns, and not to mention Against the fact the that he can block as well. So <laughs> as we start talking about Jefferson, the one that's going to keep those chains moving is going to be Kyle Rudolph. And, in the uh, in I'm the, the at, passing game, in the passing and game, and Rudolph, and I'm looking
1: at snap counts. Rudolph ahead, had Mickey. four catches last night for 63 yards. So uh, they certainly uh, rely on him, uh, and that's another. Part of the Cowboys' defense that has had problem is covering tight ends. By the way, guys that are yep. pass catchers that can get down uh, the field, and he doesn't do anything fancy. I got, A lot of the stuff I saw him doing, I thought it was it, it was it was the you know Jason Witten look-alike, right? Go down 5, 10 yards, exactly turn around right. in open space and catch the ball, and the chains move. So they
3: got to be careful. You got to watch him. You have to watch him in the red zone. That's where he's dangerous. So if we get down there. We saw it last there, year. Yes, we saw it last year. And like I said, more than once, this guy caught a one the touchdown. He seems to make a habit of it. So, obviously, very skilled player. Uh, and let's just be real, Spags. When it comes to good tight ends, I haven't seen one good tight end be stopped in any NFL game this year. Not the good tight ends. And that's something that we have to be aware of. Good tight ends are a, a premium when you have a good running game.
2: Uh, And you look at – I'm looking at their snap counts from last night. And, Mickey, you mentioned the fullback. C.J. Hamm had 35 snaps in last night's game against Chicago. And the two tight ends, they had 73 snaps overall. So he was in on half the snaps on offense, which is very rare in the NFL. I mean, even teams that employ fullbacks, usually they're only getting – Eight to ten snaps a game. Uh, the fullback is. Yeah, they're usually special teams guys, converted defensive ends or linebackers who uh, they turn into fullbacks, uh, or a three hundred pound fullback who converted defensive tackle that's playing fullback. This guy's more than that, and uh, and so the seventy three snaps. The two tight ends, Rudolph had fifty seven, and Herb Smith, or rather uh, Tyler Conklin, Conklin. had forty six yeah. snaps last night. Yeah,
1: yeah. So. Old
3: school Zim. Old school coming to town, baby. (laughs) Old school You you got to be ready. You better be ready. Lockhart used to say, you better buckle your stuff up, and he didn't say stuff. (laughs) You better buckle your stuff up and get ready to play. (laughs)
2: This is going to be a big week for Sean Lee because with the uh, two tight ends with the fullback and the Cowboys will be in base personnel more than they have been all season, maybe, in this game. Well, All right. You, we continue. More from Jerry. Go ahead, Mickey. No,
1: go. I was going to say you better hope so and not put out a defensive end trying to play strong side linebacker.
3: Let's not do that again. Let's not do that again, <laughs> please.
2: <laughs> All right, we continue with more mix shots and more from Jerry Jones when we come back.
0: No, I can't. I can't. We're back I with really a tasty treat that's sweeping airwaves and taste buds. It's new Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. Let's take a listen. Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda's here A new combo that's music to my ears Okay, let's play Cream Soda and Dr. Pepper time Pour it in a glass of ice Ah, music to my ears and mouth. New Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda. A delicious duet. Dear, it's 1908.
3: Don't you think we should get electricity? Hmm,
2: and stop using candles to see at night.
3: It's just electricity lights up the room fast. It's more reliable than candles blowing out, and people seem to love it nationwide.
0: Well, candles
3: are... Dear, did you just run into the wall? Nope.
0: May I have a new candle, please? Historically, switching to new technology is a no-brainer. Today, it's AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure, and nationwide. Switch to AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan. May not be in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. I'm
2: Jay Novacek, former tight end for the Dallas Cowboys. Back in the day, I was the guy who always got the tough yards. And that's why I run with John Deere today. In fact, I have a John Deere 3025E tractor that can handle any yard work I need to do, even the tough yards way out back. So if you have one acre or a thousand, John Deere has the equipment that's just right for you. Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys.
0: There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Grisol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find a perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor.
1: Back, back, to back. shots. Give the gift of the Cowboys this holiday season with the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Memberships start at just 20 bucks to join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life. Visit dallascowboys.com united to join today. All right,
2: very nicely done, Mickey Spagnola. We got the uh, last uh, eight minutes or so of uh, mix shots here. and we've got more from Jerry Jones as Mickey is there inside his own little bubble at the SWBC Mortgage Studios at Ford Center at the Star in Frisco.
1: You know, and and before we get to w- another point on Jerry, uh, he was also asked about kind of assessment at that almost halfway point. I know it's nine games. Some of the players that he's been really happy with. And uh, he, he started right on the defensive front. Uh, he talked about Dorrance Armstrong, Alden Smith, uh, Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, felt like those guys have played uh, pretty well up front. And then he mentioned the draft choices. And he mentioned four of the first five draft choices. Lambs, Diggs, Gallimore, Biotish. Uh, those guys, he said, have really stood out to him. Uh, and, and he said he, he they were doing what he thought they could do when they drafted him. Uh, so he was pretty happy uh, with the draft class. The other thing uh, going on around here, uh, we've been kind of Given it lip service, talking about how the Cowboys had gone into uh, intensive, uh, intensified COVID 19 protocol and just what that means. Well, we've finally found out a few things. One of the things that it means is, uh, you know, they've been having their team meetings in the Ford Center. Uh, They've got big screens that are set up uh, on the edge of the field, uh, and the players kind of disperse in the stands and spread out. Well, now they're spreading out even further uh, for for the team meetings, and also when they have the individual uh, position meetings, they've been doing those in the Ford Center instead of crammed up in the little meeting rooms uh, at the Star uh... that they have for the individual positions uh... those meetings take place in the corridors uh... up up in the ford center and they've spaced those out even more so they're very fortunate they've had the facility uh... to kind of space out jerry talked about uh... how they've uh, uh... limited now even further uh... staff uh... coaching personnel that are around the players Uh, They didn't want uh, a bunch of other people around the players as much. And The one thing uh, that we have found out now is they've created a bubble uh, at the Omni uh, for the coaching staff and uh, any other staff that are around the players. Uh, They're staying now at the Omni. They're not going home. Jerry mentioned how they had to be careful uh, with contact tracing uh, when the players go home, well, the other thing was staff going home too. So they've eliminated that now, and they're uh, they're they're in the bubble uh, at the Omni next door. Uh, and I thought it was very interesting what he had to say when he was talking about uh, strict protocol and talking. And he was asked about well, what about himself? What are the things uh, that he does uh, to keep himself safe? And, and I thought this was very interesting, uh, what Jerry had to say this morning uh, on the fan.
0: No, I've changed I've completely. I really have. And I was early. I've been all over the map. Uh, but, but uh, boy, I'm double masks. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, literally thinking that everybody I, I'm around has COVID. And uh, I'm, I'm thinking I don't want to get it. <laughs> so I'm distance. I'm masks. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't go to anything, but everybody had to test it, and uh, and um, the main thing is uh, do all of the the other other, other things, the so hygiene, all of that. Uh, but uh, I um, uh, and and why is because I really do feel that we're right around the corner. As you know, I'm in an age bracket that uh, is one of the, would be one of the uh, vulnerable. And so uh, it would be a shame. I'm just answering it for me on a personal basis here. It would be a shame to uh, go as far as we've got and vaccine sitting right here on, almost on the shelf. And I'll be the first in line to have a vaccine.
1: <laughs> I wonder if we can get in line right behind them.
3: <laughs> yeah, I want to be right there with them. <laughs>
1: But I, I, I thought he had a... Uh, well, you know, it was with the good, CDC...
3: Yeah, it was a good perspective. I was going to say, with the CDC protocols uh, it, uh, increasing, they're being more careful. Sometimes six feet is not enough. They're talking 10 feet, especially you're talking indoors. So it's good to see that they're adapting to the, the new protocols. I mean, you know, it's good that they have all the tests available there, which is amazing. That's the luxury that you have with an organization like this. But, man... Uh, just to even get it, is a scary thing. Um, I've been looking at some of the shows that really try and explain to you just how horrible this disease is or this virus is. And boy, I'm I'm like Jerry. At his age, he has to be extremely careful. Uh, That would be a big blow, of course, to his family, no doubt about it, but even to Cowboy Nation it would be something that 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 you know we just really don't want to go through right now so i'm glad he understands his responsibility in this thing because of his just his status as an owner of the Dallas Cowboys
2: plus how active he is i mean he's got so many so much going on and he's uh, around so many people that and i think that's a great uh attitude to have for all of us is We've got. You have to basically look at it that that person that is six feet away from you has COVID, and you're staying away. <laughs> I mean, you, uh, and that's the day. I think that's the dangerous thing about the mask. I'm saying the masks are great; they're fine, you know, and everything. Sometimes though, it gives people a false sense of security, and they don't do the social distancing because they have the mask on. No, it's right. mask plus the social distancing. You have to yep. keep people more than arm's length, two arm's lengths
1: away from you. You know, and I thought his perspective and, uptick, and I had never thought about even it safer? I had even thought about it this way when he mentioned the vaccine and you're getting so close to, you know, maybe be able to get it to not do anything to it's like, oh. I was that close to getting a vaccine, and I I took some chances and let my guard down, right? Uh, so I, I was good to get good, good to hear from him. But just understand that this team is doing all that, and you know, and you can't. It, you're never a hundred percent safe, right? You never know what's going to happen. No. All you can do is be as careful as you can. Uh, don't take chances, don't let your guard down. And it sounded like uh, Jerry uh, was absolutely doing that. And I told you guys the story. It was about a month or so ago when we ran into each other. He was going up on the elevator, and, boy, he had his mask on. I I can vouch for that.
3: I'm sure he's been talking to Mrs. Jones. She's been wagging her finger at him, like, you better be careful, young man. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
2: (laughs) All right, so Mickey, uh, final minute here. Uh, Team back on the practice field tomorrow. We get uh, resuming a regular work week.
1: Yes, finally, and uh, as you know, uh, Mike McCarthy's not going to give away any secrets. So uh, who the starting quarterback's going to be, who the backup's going to be, as you would expect, he said, well, we'll be working through that as we go through practice this week. So he wasn't. He wasn't saying that, you know. And you know, Bill, you pointed it out about Andy Dalton and hadn't hadn't done anything in two and a half weeks, right? So it's almost like, okay, let's see what he's got, and then you know, you like what Gilbert three and a half now, yeah, three and a half now, and 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 you like what Gilbert did, but let's see what going forward what it all uh, looks like with uh, with Cooper Rush also. So uh, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't giving that away, just like after the report denucci don't forget ben DiNucci. oh yeah DiNucci. and ben DiNucci, yeah please <laughs> sorry because he it technically is the third quarterback on the 53 man roster right cuz cooper rush right, was on right and we don't we, we we never forget Clint. that's right and and as Another i was going to say DiNucci coming off and, the bench. And, and think about think about new orleans now you know it's almost like you know they were ready to retire drew Brees with all the injuries he has, and when someone asked uh, Sean Payton about it, it was like, yeah, I'll let you know by the end of the week uh, where we're at with our injuries. So uh, these coaches, they don't (laughs) want to say, and he said, and we'll have an injury report that's official, and then you can find out. So not giving anybody a Uh, heads up uh, on any of
3: this stuff. Hey, but Uh, just remember, tell tell them the good news, Bill. The Cowboys are still in it. They're no, they're not just it. in it. Mick <laughs> going <I> Everson, away. <laughs> they're not just in it. They might be Two, the favorites. Seven.
2: They are in the driver's seat in the NFC see, East. Right, and Bring on we'll those Vikings and then the football away. team. That's what we'll pick <laughs> right. up
1: tomorrow. we got right. some
2: numbers for you. All right. right. More from the driver's seat coming up tomorrow <laughs> on Mix Shots. See you no then. Cowboys, baby.